Hello, friends, and welcome to the True Living Podcast, where we are changing the conversation around your well-being. I'm your host, Alyssa Protzman, and in a world obsessed with quick fixes and instant gratification, join me here for real talk on living well through faith and how to steward your health, pursue success, and serve others for long-term gain. If you are ready to experience true wellness in your life, your relationships, and in your business, stay tuned as we bring you evidence-based and Christ-led resources for health, leadership, and growth. If you are someone who ever experiences stress, today's episode is for you. As mental health continues to lose stigma, you know, I think a lot of us are familiar with this, where it's become more commonplace for us to be able to be open about our feelings and our experiences with anxiety, fear. Um, a lot of us have ruminating thoughts um, or feelings of worry and hopelessness, right? Enter nearly half of the U.S. population here. Um, the CDC has a statistic that over 41.5% of Americans report concerns of anxiety or depression. So chances are half of you that are listening to this or raising your hand or nodding and thinking, yes, this describes my daily experience. Um, and we have better days, we have worse days. But today I'm going to give you a new tool to help you be an advocate for your mental health and your physical well-being during times of stress. You know, and I think that um, this is a really important topic, not because it's so prevalent, but because it influences the way that we show up and serve others. It influences the way that we that we care for our family, our spouse, our friends, our children, the way that we lead others. So this topic is very important, very near and dear to my heart um, because I'm someone who has dealt with um, anxiety um, for a while since my um, since my teens, even it's something that I've, it's, it's flux, it's gotten um, more intense, it's taken over my life. And then I learned how to manage these things. Um, and I have good days and I have days that aren't so pretty. Um, but I've learned a few things as I've gone. And as a researcher, I have dug into these, these studies and these, these truths within the, the scientific research that help guide us on how to better understand our minds and better tune into our body's signals and cues to protect and give a sense of security and a sense of stillness in our life. The acronym that will help us remember these strategies that we're going to talk about today is MOVE, M-O-V-E. And we're going to learn how to be more adaptable and how to move through stress, to not get stunted, to not feel stagnated when life hits, right? So this is more than just getting up and going for a walk and moving our body. Although that can be a great tool, this is really a process that you can employ to regain control in a situation and to bring your mind and your body back into a place of rest. How does that sound? Okay. So before I dive into it, I want to remind you that if you're experiencing high levels of stress, or maybe chronic stress. Maybe you feel like you just have not been able to come up for air for a while. Like, I see you. I see you, friend. 
So if you're experiencing these symptoms, these thoughts, these feelings, you are not alone. We just heard the statistics. One in two people are feeling the same way as you, and that's probably underreported. So regardless of how common this is, though, we know how isolating it feels. We know how it feels to, to be with our feelings alone and wonder, does anyone else see my pain? Does anyone else feel like this? How can I move on from this? When mental health hits, it can really have an impact on how we feel connected, connected to the rest of our bodies, to the people around us, to our purpose, and to our calling. So again, this is so important, but you are not alone. So we're going to tackle this together, and we're going to be talking about mental health a lot as it relates to our overall well-being here on the podcast, because we really do feel like it's important here at True Living, and we want to take an integrative approach to looking at how we can have a better life experience, right? And that's really what true living is about. I also at this time want to add in my disclaimer that I am not a licensed psychologist or counselor, and this podcast is in no way intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. I am a certified wellness practitioner, researcher, and educator, and I'm here to offer you strategies and tools to support your personal well-being and take an active role. Key is active role. We're not sitting back and watching our life spin out of control, wondering what can be done. We're standing up and taking an active role to support our own personal well-being and implementing changes if needed that are proven to support our health, our mental fortitude, and our longevity. So what do we do when life hits hard and it impacts our mental well-being? We have to remember that we do always have a choice, a choice in how we respond and a choice in how we show up in the next few moments, okay? And sometimes these moments can be really pivotal. We can learn how to unravel our mind, learn how our mind works, and how we can work with our body's intelligent design from our creator and stay connected to our family and friends during trials and during stress in order to increase our capacity for resilience. So there are ways that we can be more resilient, that we can strengthen our minds and over time show up a little bit differently. And first, I want to see what God has already done and see what we can glean from that. So I want to read a little expert from Exodus. And this is when Moses is leading the Israelites out of Egypt and they come up to the Red Sea, right? And if you've read this, you're really familiar because in front of them is this big sea, this open body of water. And they turn around and see behind them that Pharaoh's army is very quickly approaching and they begin to panic. I can't imagine being in that place. And, and even though God has led them out of slavery, protected them from the, from the plagues that he, that he burdened the Egyptians with, they are still lacking that perfect faith like so many of us are. And they are frozen in fear and they cry out to God. And what happens next? And we're going to read. Moses answered the people, 
Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So here we see four things. This is what sticks out to me. One is we see God protecting and fighting for those who believe in him. For those who are following him, followers of Christ, he is protecting him, them and fighting for them. So we know that's a truth right there. God is saying, I am with you. I am your protector. I am your shield. The second thing we see is God creating a path, God creating these circumstances in the Israelites' life to rescue them, to offer resolution, resolution that they could have never fathomed on their own. They could have never accomplished that. They couldn't part the Red Sea. It was a miraculous work of God, but they could have never saw it coming. So even when we don't see this perfect plan laid in front of us, we can still have faith knowing that God always makes a way. The third thing I see here is God giving the Israelites and specifically Moses, the physical pragmatic steps that they needed to follow in order to allow his plan to work. And so I say this all the time, it is hundred percent God and it's 100% you. If you're going to be in tune with God, he's going to show you his path. He's going to reveal his plan and his truths and give you a vision for the calling he's laid on your heart. But in order for his plan to work, we have to be willing to show up 100%. We have to do our part. God will take care of the rest. He will fight our battles for us. And the fourth thing I see here is God working all things for the Israelites' good in order to bring glory to his own name. And this is a truth we see in the Bible time and time again, that God is on our side. In fact, everything he does is for our good. And it doesn't always feel that way, right? But God is good. And he knows so much more. He sees so much more that we could ever see. And he knows what is best for us. It doesn't mean that he's going to give us this perfectly comfortable life, but he is interested in making our hearts whole and leading us to the place that he has created for us. So in order for God's plan in our life to fall into place and for us to, and for God to use our lives as a testimony of his unfailing love, mercy, and power, we have to stay connected to God and move, right? That's what he told Moses, like, stop looking up and saying, oh my goodness, keep moving forward. I've got you. And sure enough, he did. Let's go ahead and break the MOVE acronym down. In order to magnify God's truth over our own, we have to filter through our own thoughts that are not. In order to do this, it's important to study God's word, to know what he says, 
Because if we don't know what God says, how can we remind ourselves and affirm our faith when we're in moments of weakness? So if your internal dialogue often sounds like, gosh, I'm just so stupid. Why did I do that again? Or, oh, I just feel so helpless in in this situation. Why am I so useless? I'm such a failure. How did I do this again? Oh my goodness, I'm no good. Or maybe, I just feel invisible. No one loves me. I'm better off dead. I have heard these phrases come from the mouths of people that I've coached, from the people that I've loved, from friends and family members. And I've heard them come out of my own mouth from time to time when I am not well, when I am not connected to the truth that God has laid before us within his word. So what we need to do is open God's word, learn what he says about what he's capable of and what your limitations are. He will help you understand what to do in a certain situation based on your understanding of his word and his living word. If you have read the Bible, you understand there are stories, there's parables, there's testimonies. These individual stories can relate so much to what we're dealing with in our common day. These are timeless, timeless stories that are true and that help give us a new perspective of how to move forward with God, not without him. And so if you are unsure of what God wants us to do in a certain situation, you can ask for a trusted friend, a pastor, a mentor, someone who can recommend scripture to you, who has been there and who has more familiarity with it. And I've done this so much when I was new in my relationship with God, just saying, hey, can someone pour into me? Can someone tell me where to start? What is relevant to me right now that can help me get out of this and move into a new space? So my question for you is, how often do you read God's word? How often do you meditate on scripture? How often do you commune and gather with other believers who can lift you up and encourage you and strengthen you within your relationship with Christ? We want to surround ourselves with with a village that can lift us up in the name of the Lord and remind us what is true and what is not. So magnify God's truth. The second part of the MOVE acronym is oxygenate your cells. hey oxygenate your cells. And how do we do that? Our breath, moving air through our lungs. This is a powerful tool that we always have access to. And the Bible says we are but one of God's breaths. And this is a tool that he gave you to help you feel well. And it's a beautiful thing, but we have to pause and remember to use it. Our breath is a proven tool to help regulate our health. And when we use it, we have the ability to increase the amount of oxygen we get to our cells, to our brain. And do you know what the benefits of having more oxygen in the body and the brain are? Increased oxygen improves the function and efficiency of every cell in your body. It improves the function of everything your body does. This ranges from hormone production and balance, digestion, tissue renewal, muscle contraction, you name it. And most definitely our ability to find calm when we feel like we're in chaos. In a study that was done in 2015, they noticed that paced 
breathing was associated with relaxation and well-being. Paced breathing means when we learn to regulate our breath, to slow it down and have more control over it, the slower breath can actually modulate our neurological signals and help our body tap into our parasympathetic nervous system. You've probably heard about this. This is our rest and digest. So instead of living in fight or flight saying, oh my goodness, what's going on? How do I do? Where do I go? What do I think? What do I say? And we start to, to kind of spiral. We can slow down our breath. We can tap into paced breathing and gain more control over our body. And this is what God means by resting in him. We don't have to be a slave to worry. We don't have to be a slave to the conditions of our environment. We can trust the intelligent design of our body that God gifted us to regulate and sustain us. And then once we've gained that control, we can, or even before for that matter, we've gained that control, we can invite the Holy Spirit into that moment to help us get to a better place physically and emotionally. So my second question in this spot, how often do you think about your breath? I know for me, when I'm trying to work towards a deadline or if I'm trying to get things done really quickly or if I'm in a focused state, sometimes I forget to breathe. I'm actually holding my breath trying to get something done. I don't know if you can relate to that, but a lot of us are very unaware of our breath. We tend to take it for granted. It's something our body does voluntarily, but when we can pay more mind to it, when we can mindfully use our breath as a tool to gain more calm and control, this can really benefit us both short-term and long-term. So right now I wanna invite you to take a moment to take a few slow, deep breaths. Breathing in through your nose, letting that air fill up your lower abdominal cavity, and then slowly releasing. Do this a couple times. Do you notice that shift? Do you feel it? It's such a simple thing that we can do to shift our attention inward and help our body feel more at ease. And here in this state, we are much more equipped to be in tune with our body's needs and in tune where God is calling us next to bring more resolution to the problem at hand. So far, we've talked about how to magnify God's truth in the moment and how to use breath to oxygenate our cells and to calm our bodies down. The third part of the MOVE approach is to validate your emotions and use them as a guide. That's what V stands for. So, so often our emotions can kind of take center stage and they influence our, our energy. They can, and they influence our thoughts. But you have the ability to gently shift your emotional state by strengthening your self-awareness and taking time to just listen to your body. So if you're just going through the motions every day on autopilot, or if you're not giving yourself time to be still, this is a great practice for you. So if you're in the heat of the moment and feeling stressed out, anxious, or feeling hopeless, I want you to create some stillness for yourself. Maybe you can close the door to your office. Maybe you can create some space in the evening in your room. Maybe you could just 
be in the car for a little bit. Maybe you're in a public space and you just kind of slip away and step in the back. Create some space for yourself, whatever that looks like. And I want you to start becoming aware of what emotions are present for you right now. What do you notice? Is it anger? Are you resentful? If you're feeling anxiety, are, are you afraid of something? Are you afraid of what consequences of the situation are most fearful to you, are most concerning to you? What is your body trying to tell you? Our emotions are trying to communicate to us, trying to educate us about where to go from here. But will you listen to them? If you are feeling shame, guilt, fear, apathy, anger, we have the opportunity to ask God to give us the courage and strength to move through that into a higher frequency. And we do this by focusing on his word, by breathing, and then focusing our thoughts on gratitude. Okay, I know this is hard, but I know that X, Y, and Z are present in my life right now. And I'm so grateful for that. Thank God. Thank you for the support that I have right now through this. Thank you that this is temporary. Thank you for all the ways that you are showing me your love and your mercy in the situation, God. And from here, you start to see the situation more clearly, start to gain a broader perspective. So we're being less personal, less connected to the situation and more connected to what we do have control over and connected to our God. So you can heal more fully and find that sense of calm again. And I want to make it really clear that while it is important to validate your emotional experience, that your emotions are only a guide and not a destination. I want to say that again. Your emotions are to be used as a guide and not a destination. We don't set up camp and live in our emotions. We don't identify with our emotions. Oh, I'm just an angry person. Oh, I'm just an anxious person. When we do this, we become victims to our emotions. And I'm not here to play the victim game. And I know you don't want to be either. You want to be an advocate for your health. You want to be in charge of your life. You want to lead your life somewhere beautiful, right? What do you want your life to look like? We can't be a victim if you want to lead our lives. Those are polar opposites. So instead, we're going to give our emotions space. We're going to be kind and gentle and compassionate with our bodies. We're going to tune in to what they're telling us, honor where our emotions are coming and stemming from, and respond to those emotions from a place of connection, curiosity, and compassion. The fourth and final element of this move approach is eliminate or modify the trigger. So we want to bring God's truth into the situation. We want to gain control through our the power of our breath. We want to make sure we're tuning into our emotional needs and using them as a guide to bring healing. But at the end of the day, for sustainable long-term change in our lives, we want to eliminate or modify those triggers that are pushing us into those situations, to pushing us into that state of chaos, of overwhelm, of hopelessness, of sadness. 
if we're finding ourselves there often, it's good to pause and look around. Maybe start a journaling process and identify, or you can maybe even maybe track like when these emotions come up for you, what's going on? What does the circumstance look like? And what is leading to these circumstances? Sometimes there are things that are out of our control, but there's always something that we can do to change, to eliminate or modify the trigger. So how are we feeding into these relationships? How are we, um, how are we being victims of our environment instead of standing up for what we know is right and setting healthy boundaries? This is a very popular conversation in well-being, health and well-being right now because people are starting to realize that we can set healthy boundaries, communicate our needs so that we can practice self-care in order to, and this is key, so we can better serve and show up for others. That's why God put us here, not to be selfish little narcissists that are just, oh, I just feel so good. Yay. No, we want to empower ourselves. We want to feel our best so that we can show up well and do what God has called us to do. We want to be the best boss we can be, the best mom, the best dad, the best friend. We want to be in relationship and feel good while we're doing it. So if you're not looking inward and taking a, at least a small amount of personal responsibility for removing yourself from a situation and choosing to have a healthy mindset and to adopt or at least seek out new behaviors that can help you with those relationships, whether it's relationship in the workplace, at home, maybe it's something, maybe a relationship with your past. Maybe you're trying to unravel some, some trauma or some past things and you're struggling with that. So what do you need to do to keep yourself in a safe space so that you can heal while also honoring God's truth and practicing self-care? You can renew your mind and change your environment just by leading an intentional life. We can change our expectations, change your thoughts, change your emotional responses to things, and we start to respond to triggers a little bit differently by not being offended by them, not taking them personally, but seeking God's truth, taking a deep breath, say, okay, I feel this way, but I know that this is temporary. And here's what I can do now to make my situation better. I need to talk to so-and-so. I need to make sure that if this ever happens again, I take these steps to make sure that I'm better equipped. What can you do differently? to create a new pattern of behavior for yourself. But first we have to be able to adopt this willingness, right? This openness to change. Then God can begin to bring in that good. Like I said before, it's 100% God and 100% you. But we have to have enough faith in God to give us that courage to do things differently, to give us that vision to know what we're seeking after. And I'm not telling you how to eliminate stress from your life or cure your anxiety or your depression, although God can heal. And there's methods. If you want to come reach out to a coach, we can help guide you through different steps to, to empower your ability to care for your well-being. But I want you to ask yourself, what can I do now to help myself feel better? What can I do now to help myself move through this? 
Because if we're only looking for others to solve our problems, or we're just waiting for God to step in and we're not continuing to move, then we're not going to have as many opportunities for well-being. We have to keep moving. The minute you close the door and put that blanket over your head and say, I give up, God is just waiting on you. He's like, oh, honey, pull the sheet down. Let's go. I've got you. I'm with you. I'm carrying you. So whatever you're doing currently to address your mental health and wellness, I'm just asking you to look up and bring God into that conversation. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends its roots out by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and it is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. This is Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. God is telling us that if we root ourselves in him, that he will continually replenish us. That even in a season of drought, when we look around and think, wow, I'm going to be left for dead after this. Somehow he pulls us through. Oh, our God is a faithful God. Amen. God is there in the waiting. And if you haven't already brought him into the conversation, I want you to do that today. Ask him to guide you with his truth, to connect you with the scripture that your heart needs to read today that will provide you wisdom and comfort through your pain. Ask him to renew your mind and lead you in a new direction. Pray that God will illuminate the parts of your life and provide greater clarity and a path to resolution. And then you keep moving. You keep faith and you let him guide your steps. As you continue to navigate life's challenges, remember to keep your feet pointed forward. One of my greatest mentors, Angelique Nori, she always says, your feet point forward for a reason. So we can move faithfully, knowing God is working all things for your good. And I want to leave you with this inspiration from Psalm 34. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. The poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. What an incredible promise. Thank you guys for tuning in today and stay well.